Hi there. Welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. We're so happy that you tuned in. Please join us today as we continue our series through the book of Matthew. Hey guys, welcome to Branch Life Church's Worship Online this Sunday. Thanks for joining us for week two of our Church Matters series, where we're talking about why the church matters to God and why the church should matter to you. Today, we're talking about why doctrine matters. So stay tuned with that. We're going to have a great discussion with Pastor Scott, and then we are going to roll into a new section of Scripture from 1 Timothy chapter 4 that I think will be super encouraging to you in a lot of ways. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're so glad that you found us and that you're able to worship with us in this way. We have an assignment for everyone. Every time they tune in, we'd love for you to fill out this online connection card. You can do it by clicking the link that's being uh, put in your chat beside you, or you can go to branchlife.church anytime and you can fill out your online connection card. Let us know that you've worshiped with us. Let us know uh, that you've connected. We would love to pray for you. And uh, this is a great way to be engaged, even though you're attending uh, worship digitally this week. So, hey, we're glad that you're here. Take a moment to fill out that card before you log off. We're also excited about something that's just around the corner for us. And if you're watching this live or in a week of it premiering, uh, this announcement is for you. We are actually having our grand opening, and we're very excited to have this grand opening Sunday of our worship center, uh, our very first campus, our very first facility that we've been able to be worshiping in uh, through these months. We've actually started worshiping here in April, uh, but because of COVID, we've postponed our grand opening to September 12th. And so we would love for you to help us spread the word. Of course, you're invited if you're ready to come out in person and you're local. Uh, But if not, the way you can participate in this is just share it digitally. Uh, Put this graphic online uh, for everyone to see. Let people know that they're invited and you can join us this day, whether in person or online, as we celebrate the grand opening of our campus. Help us get the word out and spread these cards all over our area as we invite everyone to see what God is doing in and around uh, Branch Life Church. We can't wait to celebrate on this day. Hey, we can't wait for today's discussion in our Church Matters series. So we're going to dive into that. For some, you'll see some worship. For others, you'll see an interview uh, that we have or discussion that we have uh, with myself and Pastor Scott talking about doctrine. So many people push away from doctrine, uh, but we're excited to tell you why today doctrine matters and how it matters to the church and really makes all the difference. Let's jump into our worship today. All right, well, welcome to week two of our Church Matters series, where we're talking about why the church matters to God and why the church matters to you. I want to thank Scott for kicking us off last week and Pastor Bill, where they covered this idea that that, uh, mission matters. What the church has been called to do matters, and that's massively important. We're going to revisit that in just a few moments. Today, during our week two, we're going to talk about this idea that doctrine matters. Now, that probably just made your uh, skin crawl. 
Doctrine is not a popular topic, and I've invited Scott here to have a conversation with me about why doctrine does matter as we kick off this week's uh, discussion. Uh, we're going to be in First Timothy this week together, but we're going to bounce all over in this interview wherever the Spirit leads. So, Scott, thanks for teaching last week. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to teach. It's fun to think about the, the name of the church and what all that means. Name of the church, Branch Life Church. Stronger our connection to Christ, farther our reach. Yeah, man, good stuff. So uh, the mission of the church matters, why we do this, and a lot of people get that wrong. Today we're talking about doctrine. So when you hear the word doctrine, what is it and why does it matter? What's, what's kind of something that comes to mind with that for you? Yeah, you know, as a pastor, you hear the word doctrine and you immediately go, kind of go to our Christian doctrines and the things learned at seminary and all that. But doctrine really at its core is what we believe to be true about the world, what we believe to be true about a particular subject. And so, yeah, it does. It's what we believe about God, his word, and how he relates to us. So it would not be overstating it to say doctrine is what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a big deal. A lot of people struggle with answering what they believe. And it's even harder to answer why you believe it. Doctrine helps us understand that. Yeah. So, so doctrine can become divisive. It, people can blame doctrine for people arguing and lots of different sects and factions. Um, so how can doctrine actually be something that unifies us as opposed to something that divides us? Yeah, uh, an important maxim that I've kind of internalized and I talk about it semi-regularly in that is this idea that, that who God is shapes what we do. And so when we come to understand who God is and that, that he's loving and that he's initiated into our world and that he's generous and he's communicated to us and all of these different things, then we in turn can do those same sort of things. And so when we as a church come together and say, this is what we believe about God, it allows us to be unified because it's based in who he is kind of shaping then what we do and try to be as a church. So doctrine shapes your behavior. Your belief shapes your actions. So it's probably safe to say doctrine matters because truth matters. Right. And if, if God is, Jesus is, the way, the truth, and the life, that's a big deal to know what that truth is. I, I, I read a quote from T Tim Keller this week on Instagram, and he said something along the lines of, to say doctrine doesn't matter is in itself a doctrine. Right. That's a belief. Yeah. Everybody has a doctrine. Everybody has a belief system. What's yours? Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about what Branch Life Church's belief system is, what, what our doctrine is. And when you're thinking about church, that really matters. But so often we, we uh, supersede that with something else. Yeah. And we don't think a lot about the doctrine. So it's a big question. Second uh, Timothy 3. And four says all scripture is profitable for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, for equipping the saints for every good work. And then Paul says to Timothy, a preacher, he says, preach the word, preach right. the word in season and out of season. He's telling us to preach truth, to preach doctrine. So preaching is a big deal at Branch Life, and we believe it should be a big deal at any church. As a matter of fact, without preaching the Bible, then you're not really a church. Why is preaching such a big deal? Preaching the Word. Yeah, preaching the Word is, is a big deal because 
you know, if we believe, and, and we do, that, that God is authoritative and that God has communicated to us through the Bible for you or for me or for another pastor, Pastor Bill, or somebody else to come in and tell us what to do as a church, act this way, do this, don't do that, be loving, be kind, like, okay, you're nice, I would do what you say, Josh, <laughs> just because you're my friend and I love you. But no, the, the reason why we can do that is because it's not our authority. When we preach the Bible, we're sharing what God has said to us. And so it, it doesn't really matter in a sense what, what I say if it doesn't match up with, with God. And the, the reason why we can say, hey, this is a takeaway for this week. You should think about doing this. God is calling you to do that is because it's, it's rested in his authority and his word. Yeah, so what I heard you say is, you don't want to hear from me on Sundays. <laughs> you want to hear from God on Sundays. That's yeah, what I heard you yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, amen to that, yeah, brother. Like, yeah. do you want to hear from this guy or do you want to hear from God? And so we, are, we work really hard as a teaching team to make sure that you see that what we are stay, stating, what we're recommending, what we're teaching is coming out of the Bible. Yeah. All of those statements, everything that can be tweeted, everything that can be summarized, those truth principles are out of God's word. We preach God's word, no matter if it's a topic that we're going through or a book of the Bible. I'm, all, I'm a big fan of topical preaching, as long as it's done exegetically, right? right. Like we want to preach the Bible and the Bible's ideas and the Bible's truth. That's because doctrine matters. Yeah. See how it's informing us, right? So the last question I get a lot, and I think it matters in this point as we're preparing our church to become one church, charter members, everything like that. Uh, People always ask, what kind of church is Branch Life Church? Have you ever gotten that question? Yeah, I get it regularly. All the time. Yeah. Not an easy question to answer, right? Like, for some reason, for whatever, we just don't have a short answer. So how do you answer that question? How should we answer that question? What kind of church is Branch Life Church? Yeah, I think it's hard because a lot of people have kind of preloaded ideas about some of the, the words that, that we might use to describe the church. And it's not that those words are inaccurate, it's just what in the world do they mean to this person that you may be inviting? So I, how I generally start when somebody asks me, I says, well, we're a church that's committed to the Bible, and that means that, that we teach from the Bible, and then it obviously means that we're committed to Jesus and him being the only way of salvation. I said, now, with that understanding, like, we're not connected to a denomination that can, like, come in and tell us what to do or who our next pastor is going to be or anything like that, so we're independent in that way. And then if they really want to, you know, keep pressing or that, we just say, well, we're Baptist in our, in our doctrine. And that has to do with kind of how we operate as a church. Yeah, and, and again, Baptist can be a loaded term. Non-denominational right. can be a loaded term. Uh, but all of those are accurate descriptions of us. Uh, really what someone's asking when they want to ask, what kind of church are you, is they want to ask, they're really asking, what do you believe? Yeah. And so just stating what we believe is super important. Christ is God's son. The gospel matters. We're a gospel-centered church. And we're, we are a Bible-believing church that cares about our community and making disciples. Yep. So we're a Bible church. We don't have a denomination. We believe in, in Jesus as the only way of salvation. So all of those things uh, would help us answer the question. The easiest way to answer it is, is in our Constitution, we're not connected to a, we're not connected to a denomination, uh, but we're Baptist in our in our doctrine doctrine in our yeah. theology and um in our roots yeah. but 
but contemporary in our presentation. So, uh, very excited, man. Thanks for kicking this discussion off. Today we're talking about doctrine matters. So, I'm going to be bringing the word to you from 1 Timothy, and we're going to be in chapter 4 today. So, grab your Bibles and let's jump into that. Thank you, Scott. All right, if you have your Bibles, grab them. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to run through this chapter today because this is a chapter that talks all about the importance of doctrine and why it matters. Now, the question we want to start off with is this question right here, how do you judge church? It's really an interesting question, and it's going to kind of shed some light on why we're even talking uh, through this series called Church Matters. You see, a lot of people have a really uh, misguided idea of what the church is. We have a cultural idea of church. We have a, uh, what we've been raised in as an idea of church. And is that match up really to what the Bible says church is? Is that really match up to what God's design for the church is? And so many people judge church. They say things that matter to them about church, which really do not matter to God. So here's the little test that you can ask yourself. What's your at-home conversation like after you worship together? with the church on Sunday mornings. When you're driving home from a worship service, what are the things that you judge that service on? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Someone's going to say, hey, I didn't really know all, any of the songs that Sunday, or, or the, the music was too loud, or it was too fast, and, or it was just the perfect song at the perfect time, and it's one of my favorites, and we listen to it all the time. That's, that's what you judge your uh, church on you judge it on their worship music some people will judge the church on the preacher yes the preacher oh he was really boring or I didn't understand any of it or it was too long or it was too short and they'll talk about all of these things have you ever said the sermon was too short and that's what they'll judge their church on listen the worship set doesn't matter the the length of the sermon doesn't matter but yet that's the stuff that we talk about. We often talk about the church as an event or as a building. I, I didn't like the way the bathrooms looked or the parking was weird or the color in the auditorium was off. And when people are thinking about being a part of a church, they often judge the church by those criteria. Was it the right style? Did it keep my attention? Did I like the building? That's not what matters to God. And when it comes to judging a church, that's not what should matter to you. As a matter of fact, if those are the things you're measuring your church by, if those are the things that are most important to you, chances are you probably won't last as a part of the church. The church and its importance will fade away because you're actually missing the point. And those things, they come and go and methods and events change and services change and expressions of church change. But what God has designed for the church that matters, that lasts, and that makes a difference is unchanging. And that's the message, the mission, and the members of the church. And we're talking about that over the course of these three weeks. And I want you to go into 1 Timothy chapter 1, where we're going we're gonna to begin this discussion. We're asking ourselves, hey, the church matters to God, the church matters to me, so how do I measure my church? And last week with Pastor Scott, we talked about mission that matters. Jump back to last week's session and listen to that. We've named our church to highlight our mission. The stronger your connection with Christ, the farther your reach. That's the life of a branch. So it's Branch Life Church. 
And so many churches are not deepening their connection to Christ, and they are not reaching, yet they're calling themselves churches. Because the mission has stopped mattering. Hey, the mission matters. Go into all the world and make disciples, Jesus says. And so that drives us forward as a church. Today we're talking about this idea of doctrine mattering. Now, why does doctrine matter? Doctrine matters because truth matters. Now, if mission doesn't matter to you, and if you're not a fan of doctrine, what might happen is what was happening in the church in Timothy's time. So go to your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to see why doctrine matters and what happens when doctrine gets set aside. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, here's how it starts. Now, Paul, who's kind of like the mentor, the trainer, is talking to Timothy, the pastor, and he says to him in verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1, now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. Now, departing from the faith, that's a massive issue. Departing from the church, departing from your relationship with God has always been an issue for the church. Today, they've kind of got a phrase for it that's become a popular phrase, and it's called deconstruction. That's where people who used to believe in God or used to attend a church have gone away from that faith. They've gone away from that activity. They've deconstructed their beliefs. Hey, deconstruction is nothing new, but it is a major issue. As a matter of fact, here at Branch Life Church, we're going to be doing an equip class on deconstruction. So stay tuned for more information. It's going to be happening in September and October, most likely on Sunday nights. But Paul is saying to Timothy, listen, there's going to be people in your church that will depart from the faith. And they'll depart from the faith for a very big reason. Because they will devote themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching. There's going to be things that people hear that are lies, that are untrue, that are later going to be called silly myths or even evil teaching that people will buy into. And because they're buying into it, they're going to leave the faith. One of the reasons or the reason doctrine matters is because doctrine ties you to truth. And truth matters. And when we don't understand the truth, the Bible tells us that we can be tossed to and fro like, like someone in the waves, doubting and being led astray by all the different ideas and all the different philosophies and all the different theologies that come along. Instead of being grounded in truth, So Paul's going to tell Timothy in chapter 4 how doctrine is going to help us strengthen our faith and not fall away from us. He's going to tell us what doctrine is and why it will matter to him as a pastor and to this church. So let's dive in to understand this idea of doctrine and why it matters. The first question we want to ask ourselves is this, what is doctrine? So when we talk about doctrine... What are we talking about? Now, I'll simply give you the simple definition today that doctrine is what you follow as truth. We said in the interview from Keller's a quote that, that people who don't like doctrine, they say doctrine doesn't matter. That in and of itself is a doctrine. Your truth that you're believing is that doctrine doesn't matter, but yet that's a doctrine. Doctrine, very simply, is the content of what you believe. It's It's the information that's being presented at the class. So if you're an engineering student, you're going to learn the doctrine of engineering. 
If you're into sports, you're going to learn the doctrine of football or basketball. Like, doctrine is just what we believe to be true. And, and we are, are, are anchoring ourselves in the pursuit of truth when we follow God. Jesus says this about his message and about his being sent to earth. He says, I, Jesus, am the way, the truth, or the doctrine, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's a belief system. Now, so many people are put off by doctrine because they think that doctrine is this thing that comes in and divides. They think that doctrine is this thing that comes in and and ruins a good thing, and people get upset at each other, and they start pointing fingers and start making all kinds of rules. And man, that's absolutely a danger in the truth. It's absolutely, in the church, it's absolutely a danger everywhere. You know, last week we talked about the idea that mission matters. Now, why do churches get off mission? Well, Tom Rainer in one of his podcasts was talking about this idea of why churches stop reaching people. And he came up with three main kind of top-tier reasons. The first is liberalism. In other words, they stop believing that evangelism is necessary, that people don't believe, need to believe in Jesus. They don't need to be saved from heaven and hell. And so because they stop believing in those things, they become not conservative but liberal in their doctrine, they stop reaching. They stop being on mission. The other reason on the other side of the coin is not liberalism, but it's factionalism. Factionalism is when everybody gets into their groups and they start putting boundaries around themselves and they say, I believe this and and you believe that and you're wrong and I'm right and and they start dividing up and they divide up by theology and they they divide up by politics and they divide up by, by sports fans and they get in their own little camps, right, and they say, you're wrong, I'm right, and they, they factionalize and they separate and they stop evangelizing, they stop reaching people because they're too busy focusing on their faction. You know, both of those are a misuse of doctrine. Both of those are a misunderstanding of the truth of God's word. And so when we say doctrine matters, what you do with doctrine is going to reinforce your mission, which matters. And a church that gets the doctrine, the truth right, and the church that gets the mission right is used in a powerful way by God. So doctrine is simply what we follow as truth. Now here's the question, do you know what you believe and why you believe it? Do you? So many people struggle to to articulate what they believe about God, what they believe about the Bible, what they believe about the future. They can make blank statements. I don't believe the Bible, it's full of contradictions. Well then why do you believe that? Show me those contradictions. I don't believe in God because, because of suffering. Well, why do you believe that? Why do you understand? I believe in God. I believe that Jesus is the God and that he rose again from the dead. Why do you believe that? Doctrine informs us not only what we believe, but why we believe it. It's what we follow as truth. So it's an incredibly powerful thing. Look in your Bibles at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, it says this to Timothy. Remember, saying, talking about people that are falling away. If you put these things before the brothers. Now, let's just pause there. What does he mean by these things? Well, that's referring back to verse 3. When he says, who for, they forbid marriage. They were requiring abstinence from foods. These were false teaching. And that God had created to receive with thanksgiving. But those who believe... And know the truth. Reject that. You see, 
when he says put these things, he's talking back to verse 3. He's telling him to put this truth. The things that we know and believe as truth. To put them before your people. If you put these things before your brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of faith and in the good doctrine that you have followed. You see, Paul is highlighting to Timothy, this pastor, that it's essential that we put forward the good doctrine, the truthful, uh, the truth principles of God's word in front of our people. Doctrine matters, and the role of the church is to teach good doctrine. That's one of the main reasons you are a part of this worship. That's why you're watching this sermon. That's why you participate in worship services on Sundays. When we come together as a church, we are exploring together good doctrine. We're trying to discern the truth and the direction that God has for our lives. And this good doctrine now informs what we believe and what we do. So do you know what you believe and why you believe it? If the answer is no, you've got to lean in to your church. You've got to lean in to God's word. You've got to lean into your faith and deepen your connection to Christ so that you can understand why you believe what you believe. And, and, and just be able to explain it to other people. That's why doctrine matters. And so we present the truth to one another. We present the truth uh, as we gather together as a church. 1 Timothy 4, 6 goes on and it says this. Have nothing to do with irrelevant and silly myths. Rather, train yourselves for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. It holds the promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Listen. We can strengthen our lives now. We can make comfortable lives. We can make ourselves have healthy bodies. And that is going to last at max 100 some years. 102, 103, 104, 105. And when you pass away from this life, all of those bodily pursuits of this life will be over. What doctrine does is it holds the answer for not only this life, not only to live this life more abundantly, but for the next life as well. And so doctrine is what we use to train ourselves from, for godliness. Doctrine is what we use to strengthen our spiritual walk. It's what we use to deepen our connection to Christ. It's what we use to allow us to know how to live. That's the power of doctrine. And that godliness is more valuable than any bodily exercise. And bodily exercise is a good thing. You see... Why does doctrine matter? Well, doctrine matters because it's the difference between silly myths and soul matters. It's the difference between following a lie or making a difference for all of eternity. The question is, why do you do what you do? It goes back to your doctrine. Now, here's the silly myths that were going on in Timothy's day, right? In, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 1, Paul is saying, listen, there are people that are teaching some silly things, some deceitful things, and some evil things. Among them, they were teaching them not to marry. They were also teaching each other not to eat certain foods. This was becoming factionalism. They were dividing amongst themselves. They were, they were fighting over these issues. And, and, and Paul is saying to, to Timothy, hey, take this stuff 
and give them good doctrine, give them sound doctrine so that they know what to do. When we follow the teachings of Jesus, when we read the Bible, we understand that the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. Not don't get married. The godly thing is to be fruitful and multiply. It is something that is available to followers of Jesus Christ. And when we know that, we can excel in this life and the next. The other thing that I understand that my Bible says is that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. You have this plate of food in front of you. It's not that any of those are necessarily a sin to eat. You aren't abstaining away from these foods because you're offending God in some way. You may want to abstain from it because it's got too many calories, or it might make you drunk, but you don't abstain from it because it's somehow sinful or religiously wrong. There's no doctrine against it. When I read my Bible, I see that I have freedom in Christ to enjoy what He has provided for me, especially being able to have the opportunity to pray and bless it. You see, we're constantly battling silly myths versus soul matters. What is essential in life and liberty and doctrine? And what is myths and a waste of time and pointless chatter? And our churches have been invaded by these silly myths. You might have been a part of a church where where it becomes this big discussion about the style of worship that matters. Where in the Bible does it say the style of worship matters? It doesn't. God simply says, sing, make a joyful noise to the Lord. He says, sing a new song. Yet we get in this big worship war debate. And what happens? It turns us off from the church. You might have been a part of a church that would say, hey, you can't listen to this certain style of music even when you're at home. Where does the Bible say that? We're bringing up these pointless and silly myths. Hey, it's wrong to have a tattoo. What? Why are we raising that level? Why are we putting that judgment on people that God is not putting on people? And we have these silly myths that start, that start invading the church. And guys, no, 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 forget about the silly stuff. I want you to, to focus on the soul matters. I want you to focus on the biblical truths that will guide your life. Who is Jesus? Who am I in light of who Jesus is? What does it mean that he died on the cross for me? What is sin? What is salvation How do I walk in the power of the Spirit? Those doctrines drive us into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And we use those soul doctrines to answer the question, why do you do what you do? Not factional factional silly myths. Not dismissive liberal theology. We dive in to the meat of the doctrine of God and let it nourish our soul. Because what you believe informs what you do. Remember, the Bible says train yourself for godliness. It's an ongoing activity that we go into. And so many of us, we keep trying to live lives. We keep trying to to pursue silliness that's not informed by the gospel. We want to live in a way where our finances are successful. And so we give ourselves financial principles and we say, hey, I'm going to stay out of debt. Hey, I'm I'm not going to spend money over here. Hey, I'm going to get involved in this this particular bank account. And we separate that from our gospel life when the gospel actually informs what we do with our money. You see, there's a doctrine of stewardship based on the freedom that God has given us because I have been crucified with Christ and my life is no longer mine. 
but by the power of the gospel, I'm able to excel in this world, living in a way that pleases God with my finances, with my stuff, being radically generous in this world so that I can advance the kingdom of God. So yeah, of course I want to stay out of debt, but the end goal is not staying out of debt. It's glorifying God through the power of the gospel and transforming my finances. My marriages can be transformed. No, I, of course I want to live a happy life and I want to be a part of a healthy marriage. But that's not the end goal. We have been saved by the power of the gospel to be able to be free in our lives to live as one man, one woman together, better together, stronger together, excelling in our marriages to be able to build families that glorify God, to be able to build families that strengthen the church and impact our community, not just for the sake of happiness, but because the gospel has invaded my life, it means it's also invaded my marriage. You see, doctrine now informs everything that we do. We say it this way, that getting the gospel right matters. Getting the essential gospel right matters because it affects every area. And if you don't get the gospel right, well, there's soul danger there because it's a soul matter. It, it's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your finances. It's going to affect your church. It's going to affect your future. And doctrine helps us get the gospel right. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God who was sent to this earth because God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Who am I? I'm a sinner that has no hope of salvation outside of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. What is salvation? Salvation is putting your faith and trust in Jesus who was sent by God. When I put my faith and trust in Jesus, I ask him for forgiveness and I repent. I turn direction away from my sin towards, towards a relationship with God. You see, Jesus, the cross, the, the salvation now impacts my eternity. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. You know, I understand that Jesus is God and I'm not. When I understand that Jesus was sinless and I'm sin-filled, when I understand that Jesus is the only way of salvation and there's nothing that I can do to save myself, it transforms my eternity. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus? Have you got the gospel right in your life? Have you come to that place where it's not religion, it's not works, it's not going to a church, it's not any of those things that save you, but it's simply faith in Jesus Christ. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? If you haven't done that, I want to encourage you to stop right where you're at and to consider that. Have this conversation with Jesus about your own soul, and if you want more information, you go to branchlife.church and head to our gospel tab, and we'll explain the salvation, saving gospel truth. But this gospel then also informs how we live our godly lives. 1 Timothy 4.11 goes on. It says, command and teach these things, the truth, the good sound doctrine. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set a, an example to the believers. In speech, the way you talk changes when you follow the gospel. In conduct, the way you act changes when you follow the gospel. In love, in faith, and in purity, all of that changes when you follow the gospel. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture and exhortation to teach. To teach. 
You see, God's pointing back to Timothy that the purpose of the church is to teach, to put forward, to get out there sound doctrine so that we live in ways that changes all about who we are to be everything God designed us to be. So what kind of church is Branch Life Church? We get this question all the time. Scott and I talked about it in the interview. And what kind of church is Branch Life Church? Well, Branch Life Church, we're a Christ-centered Bible church. That's probably my favorite way to put it. We put Christ at the center of everything because he is who he is and because Jesus Christ said that he gave us the Bible. He confirmed the Old Testament and the New Testament. We follow the Bible. We preach the Bible. We teach the Bible. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we have this incredible passage that, that Paul follows up with Timothy later on. He says this, All Scripture is God-breathed and is out of the mouth of God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God might be complete and equipped for every good work, for every good life, comes out of Scripture, out of the mouth of God. Then he says this, I charge you in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, by his appearing in kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, and complete with patience and teaching. For a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. We have been given this instruction by God as his church to preach the word. One of my greatest fears is that you would participate in Branch Life Church and you would hear a great message on Sunday. You hear a great thought and you would think that it came from me. This stuff doesn't come from me. I work extremely hard to make sure that it's not my words. It's not my truth. When we put up a true statement like we are Christ-centered in Bible church, we get that out of the words of God. We work hard to show you where it comes from. We mark up God's word. We open it every time together to understand the truths that he has there because I am a poor gatekeeper of doctrine. But God is the source of truth and gives us what we need to excel in this life and the next. We preach the word at Branch Life Church. We preach the word every Sunday, whether we're talking about a topic or whether we're running through a book. We preach the word of God. And we hope that this word will will seep into everything that we do, whether it's with our kids or our teenagers, whether it's in our small groups or in your family discussions. The word of God should permeate us. Why does doctrine matter? Because doctrine from the Bible is from the mouth of God. It is God-breathed for us today. Timothy, in Timothy, 1 Timothy, Paul closes his instructions with this. He says, keep a close watch on yourself and your teaching. Keep a close watch on your actions. Keep a close watch on your teaching. Persist in this. For by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Listen, we want to be a church that's always grounded in the words of God, not the words of a pastor. In the words of God, not in the words of a small group leader. In the words of God, not in the words of an equipped class trainer. Hey, we think that this matters. And so what do we believe as a church? How do we hold that balance between liberalism and factionalism? Between liberalism and legalism? Hey, we've, we've kind of set up our doctrinal statement in a couple of ways, and it's important that we note this. And we're going to talk about this as a church as we move toward charter membership, as we install our governance. We believe in our core doctrines. 
You can go to our website right now and you can look at our doctrinal statement and you can see what we believe about God, what we believe about Jesus, the church and salvation, about sin and about mankind. These things are essential to faith and they are extremely important to, to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we have an area in our, in our personal statement called distinctives. These are areas where it's not as clear in Scripture or it's not as connected to the gospel, but it's based on our understanding of how to read God's Word. Because we hold God's Word in such a high authority, we do have some distinctives that mark us as a church, water baptism being one of them. We believe in taking communion together and that it's symbolic in the body and bread of Jesus Christ. What's going to happen in end times? How do you use spiritual gifts? All of those things, uh, we have some distinctives, but they're not doctrines. But they are distinct to us. And we understand that there are good godly people that may disagree. And in that, we present grace and truth. See, the Bible says that Jesus himself came. The law came from Moses, but Jesus brought grace and truth. And we want to present a graceful stance a humble stance on the way we try to understand God's Word and help people to do that too. This is a safe place to have discussions, to explore doctrine, to unpack the truth of God's Word. And so we want to be filled with grace with maybe people who might disagree with some of our distinctives. So as we present grace and truth out there, we remind ourselves of John 1.14, the Word became flesh, it dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory Glory as of the Son, of the Father, full of this grace and truth. Here's, here's another way to put it. We've got to become experts in getting the gospel right. Not always being right. Let's focus on getting the gospel right and not always be, be right. We know that there might be some areas where, hey, we misunderstood it, we, we took it the wrong way, and we want to be grace-filled in those areas, but we want to be expert at getting the gospel right. St. Augustine, or someone like him, said this, in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, charity. Man, that's a great way to kind of understand this. In the doctrines, we want to have unity. In our distinctives, we, we want to have liberty. We want to have an understanding that people might see it a different way. In our style, we want to have liberty. In the way that we format things, in our methods, we want to have liberty. And in all things, charity. Because love conquers all. That's the heartbeat of Branch Life Church. You know, in 2012, Newsweek came out with a rather uh, startling article. And it showed the temperature, the barometer of our culture at that time, which has just continued to deepen. And it's this idea in our world today that even though we have Jesus, we can follow him, but we don't necessarily need the church. You know, the article was titled this, Forget the Church and Follow Jesus. Now, there's a problem with that line of thinking. There's something that goes against the very doctrine and of what Jesus taught. You see, Jesus himself loved the church. Jesus was passionate for the church. Jesus went after the church. Not a building, not a worship service, but a, but a, but a body of believers, you and I, gathering locally in whatever city we find ourselves to worship him, to be on mission, to understand doctrine. And what we're going to learn about tomorrow is to be a part of a team that's moving forward to do what God has called it to do. 
Jesus loved the church so much, he taught about it so often, that when he was gone, he ascended into heaven. He gave this authoritative instruction to his, to his disciples to go and make disciples. And what did they do? They traveled the world going from city to city, planting churches, starting churches, beginning churches that were on mission, that, that believed in the teachings of Jesus and the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and were gathered together under spiritually qualified leaders as members with one another to be a part of community. Man, this force has changed the world. You can't follow Jesus and not love his church. You see, the church of Christ, a church that's committed to Christ, that's committed to doctrine, is the most powerful force in this world. It is God's plan A. It matters to God, and it should matter to you. As you respond on your connection cards, we want to leave you with this one thought. What do you love about our church? What do you love about the church of God? What, not not what, do you, what do you complain about, not what are you upset about. What do you love about it? What is it that, that God is calling you to dive deeper into connection with our church? What about its mission? What about its doctrine? Again, we're going to learn more about what God is doing. And hopefully, you're not just thinking about the music, although worship is powerful. Hopefully, you're not just thinking about the preacher, although the preacher's a great guy. I happen to know him personally. Hopefully you're not just talking about the worship center that we're in. That's not the church. But what do you love about the other people who are a part of this church? The members. What do you love about the mission? What do you love about the doctrine? Chew on that. Think about that. And if you are willing to share that with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can share with us prayer requests. You can share with us uh, updates on yourself, on your own personal journey, and your own personal story. And if today you've decided to become a follower of Jesus, we want to, would love to know that. You can let us know on the connection card. Respond to the gospel today and know him. I want to take a moment to pray together with you digitally. And I know we might lose each other because I'm going to close my eyes and bow my head. But, but don't sign off just yet. Let's just pray together in these moments. And hear these prayers as we bring them before God. Lord, as we looked at the importance of doctrine today, truth. Help us, God, to understand what it is you're saying to us in these moments. And God, we pray that everybody who's listening to this prayer would be connected to a Christ-centered, gospel-loving, Bible-believing church. God, we pray that you would, you would help Branch Life to be that church, to be a church that's on mission, that loves your truth, and that is, that is in community together with one another to do what it is you've called us to do in this time and in this generation. God, if there's any that are listening to this prayer that don't know you as personal Savior, would you allow them now to do business with God, to be able to pray to you and to confess their sins and, and believe that Jesus died and rose again on the cross and accept the, the personal free gift of salvation. God, if there's any that, that are not yet all in with the church of God, would you help them to take steps towards that church? God, would you help them to make that commitment to be a part of that family of God so that together we can be better. And all God's people said, amen. So how about you? Are you ready to take that next step? Are you ready to become a member, to become all in with the church of God? If you're ready to become a member at Branch Life Church, this Sunday we're actually having a welcome party uh, in person for those who are able to be here, or you can sign up for our next digital one. Let us know on your connection cards. 
We want to invite you to join us back next week as we run into part three where we're going to hit two important areas, leadership that matters and membership matters, and why God has designed the church to have those things as a part, key part of being a part of his church. So we hope that you'll be here with us. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope that today deepened your faith with Christ so that together we can go out and reach our world. Have a great rest of your week.